Welcome to the Brookwood Ministries podcast. Romans 12.2 teaches us that true change comes from having our thinking transformed by God. So for some practical advice, let's join the pastors of Brookwood Care Ministries and their guests in this care podcast series on creating revolution in your life. Hey, welcome to the Care Ministries podcast here at Brookwood Church. And uh, as we start into the year of 2018, we are excited about a series that we're going to be doing uh, really kind of off of uh, Josh's um, sermon right before the new year, Mm. which was not to make resolutions in the new year, but a revolution. Revolutions. And so we're going to be talking about different issues, uh, dealing with you know, because we know people are motivated when the year starts to make changes. And so uh, we want to talk about some different things, including fitness and nutrition, also uh, spirituality. Uh, we're also going to be dealing with finances. But today we are super excited to have with us our own HR fitness nutritional guru. Nina Mitchell. <laughs> 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 Woo-hoo! Uh, Welcome. That's quite the that's quite the title. That is a good yes. intro. Yes, you yeah, are you are the guru. The, mm. So we are excited that you are spending some time with us. Well, thanks for having me. Yes. So, who are you? Like, what would make you a fitness slash nutritional? Do you have like any kind of special trainings? You got any licenses? You take any? trainings, classes, that kind of stuff? I have been um, teaching group fitness for about 25 years, which is crazy. So you started when you were four. Yeah. Yes, awesome. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's really good. Like when I was 25 or so. Um, And uh, I've taught everything from, remember when step was really big? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The slide. Do you guys ever remember the slide? I remember the electric slide. Is that the same? <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> oh, okay. Not the same. Although you do break a sweat with that, so you that's do. good. With doing the electric slide, but body combat, Pilates, yoga, um, and through the course of the years, I've had different group fitness certifications. You have to in order to mm-hmm. um, teach at um, licensed clubs, um, and then um, as far as nutrition. I don't have um, a degree or any certification that has come along just through different trainings and courses that I've taken mm-hmm. in conjunction with my group exercise. So that like the nutritional part was just your own personal interest in being healthy and eating well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. What about the getting involved in, in the fitness and getting the certifications? Was there something about your personal journey that caused you to go that way? Um, my dad throughout my entire life was a marathon runner. Hmm. So we, he, he ran multiple every year. And so we would go and cheer for him. And we had, this is really funny. We had a cowbell. <laughs> more cowbell. Yeah, more cowbell. <laughs> more cowbell. That solves every problem. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So we would have a cowbell and be yelling, go dad. Like, you know, he ran the Marine Corps marathon numerous times. Oh. Virginia Beach. I mean, he has run numbers of marathon and we would always go and I just found it just inspiring to see some of these people run it and work it hard there there were people in wheelchairs pushing their ways Mm. and they would close the course after six hours so at five and a half hours 
we would still be on the course cheering for other people. My dad always finished like at three and a half, so we would be at the finish, yay, but then we would go back and cheer for the other people. The Marine Corps Marathon, the last mile is uphill, or at least when he ran it, it was uphill. They may have changed the course. Hmm. It was just brutal because you're hmm. tired, you're done, they're dead. We're like, bah! So cheering for those people made me, I was like, I'm going to do a marathon one day. Hmm. And so that sort of started that. And did you do a marathon? I did. Oh, that's awesome. I ran the Marine Corps Marathon with my dad. Oh, wow, that's Very awesome. Cool. Well, let me rephrase. We ran it at the same time. He was way <laughs> ahead of me. I was like, run for your time. Right. I'm running to finish. Hmm. So my goal was beat the bus. I was like, oh, I can't, because they close the course at, oh. at six hours in, and then there's a bus. Oh. So I was like, I, I got to Oh, make the sure bus of shame picks you up. So you got to make sure you beat the bus. Yeah. Now, I, I beat it well, but anyway, that was my, I was like, I'm going to finish, and I'm not going to walk. So anyway. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, you, now you are a, a fitness instructor over at the YMCA. Mm-hmm. And... So you are familiar with the surge in January each yes. year of people who yes. have made some decision that they're going to get in shape. And a lot of times those people are gone by the end of February. So Some sooner. What? <laughs> so what are the pitfalls that you see that people make when they decide they're going to get in shape? I think they set too big of a goal. Mm. I think, um, and it's not specific enough. Like they'll say, I'm going to get in shape. Well, what does that mean? What does that look like? It's too many things that have to happen. You know, like mm-hmm. I have to change my diet. I have to exercise. I have to sleep better. I have to, and it's way too many things. Mm. Whereas if you take a smaller goal and then do little easy pieces like, okay, well, I'm, I know I'm not going to change my diet or I'm not going to stop having dessert every night, but maybe instead of soda, I'll have water. That's a doable thing. You can mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or I'm going to work out twice a week instead of a lot of things that we see people sign up for the gym and they're like, oh, I'm going to work out every day. And then they're sore or they get hurt mm-hmm. or something crazy like that. So do something easy that you can do. If you like walking your dog, then walk your dog. If you don't like working out but you like dancing, then go to Zumba or mm-hmm. find something that you like versus mm. I'm going to join the gym and go do, but you hate it mm. just because you feel like that's going to get you your end result. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Find find whatever that thing is that you like to do from an exercise perspective. Right. Because there's all kinds of different stuff. There's yoga. There's Pilates. If you like to lift weights, there's group strength or group R. A barbell class, if you like CrossFit type stuff, there's A, CrossFit gyms, the Y has a program called Beast Mode, so there is something for everybody. There's cardio dance blasts, so if you like type of stuff, you can go to this class two nights a week and dance your heart out, and it's super great. If you like to swim, there's um, water aerobics classes, if you have joint or back issues, you know, so there's... Also, if you are older, I'm sure other gyms have it. I'm not as familiar with it, but there's a program called Silver Sneakers, and mm. it's specifically geared towards seniors. And so they have uh, a weight class where you're seated, so you don't have to stand up, and they do weights with the seniors. There's also a new program um, that is partnering with um, Greenville Hospital System for Parkinson's. There was a study wow. that showed people with Parkinson's 
rode a bike for 30 minutes three times a week that their Parkinson's um, symptoms or manifestations would minimize by a certain percentage. I can't remember what it is. Mm. So we are partnering with GHS to further that program and see how that goes. So That's there's really some, cool. Yeah, yeah, so there's some interesting studies and whatnot on the horizon regarding exercise and how it can impact your overall health and your aging. So because you are with the YMCA, it's my understanding that if you were to walk in the YMCA today, you could be assigned someone that would kind of walk with you and get you started as opposed to just having to sign for up for these things by yourself and just enter into it? Um, yeah, I've taught at a number of different gyms, but because I'm, I teach at the YMCA now, I'll speak to that, but mm-hmm. other gyms probably have different programs where they introduce you to how their gym works, but the YMCA does have a program called Wellness Works, and so you would meet with a wellness coach, and they would do an initial fitness assessment on you and see where you are and then find out what your goals are and then put together an overarching program with you and they meet with you once or twice and if it's weights then they'll put together a program for you if it's group fitness they will suggest some classes for you now they don't go to the classes for you but they help you set up a program if you need help getting started there um so kind of like that pathway they kind of help you with yeah this is your path yeah so you can navigate through that so that's kind of mm-hmm. helpful if you're not familiar with the gym if you if you're familiar with the gym you can go and you can walk in and grab the schedule and and go at your convenience mm-hmm. and then just connect mm-hmm. with who it, whoever is the instructor to find out you know tell them that you're new or what have you that's another thing that people should probably do if they're starting on a fitness journey is to get help or or ask for accountability from somebody, mm-hmm. somebody who's sort of been there, done that, who can help them along so they don't feel overwhelmed. Because a lot of people, if they're out of shape, feel uncomfortable mm. going to the gym. Mm-hmm. So it's a big deal to step into the gym the first time if mm-hmm. you are not familiar with that setting. So when you look at that system, regardless of what gym you're going to or whether you're just stepping on the scale or you know getting started – like how important is it for you to recognize where you're at? Because sometimes sometimes people don't want to do that assessment because they're like, oh, I don't want to know all the bad details. But how important is it for you to know where you're starting in, in order to move forward? Well, I think it's critical because you want to be able to, to, to measure your success. Like I said earlier, saying I just want to get healthy or I want to get fit, that is so broad. Whereas if you do an assessment up front or if you go to your doctor and, and have a checkup and he does your blood pressure and your cholesterol and mm-hmm. and um, and that kind of thing. And your weight, you know, weight certainly is a measure. Um, but if you can have an assessment to begin with, and part of the fitness assessment is, you know, how flexible are you? How many sit-ups can you do? How many, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then as you progress along, if you see your numbers going down, in some areas that you want them to go down, maybe you have high blood pressure and it goes down. Yay, that's great. Maybe you couldn't even come close to touching your toes, but hey, now you're past your knees. You've made some progress. So you want to have a baseline, someplace to start, mm. so that as you're going along, you can see some progress being made. And then if you hit a roadblock, you can say, oh, well, maybe do I need to do something differently or do I need to adjust again so that I can still keep going in the right path? Mm-hmm. And Josh, I know that when we were talking earlier, Josh, you were talking about, you know, how do you uh, take a look at your motivation for what you're doing and how it connects with your relationship with God? 
Do you want to? Yeah, because there's different reasons that people want to get healthy or make resolutions of all different types. So when it comes to the motivation piece, Nina, how can we incorporate our walk with God, our relationship with God into our goal setting? Okay, I think people need to um, take a look at initially what is their purpose, what is their reason for setting a goal. A lot of people have n- numerous different goals I've, or, or reasons for setting a goal. A lot of people, you know, um, my age, they've got high school reunions or weddings or um, events that drive their desire to look their best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that that those are not the best reasons. While they're good reasons, it starts people off on a healthy path. And I guess any reason is a good reason to start down a healthy path. But I feel like once the event has come and gone, right, then the motivation is gone and there's no, no impetus to continue down your healthy road. Whereas if you do incorporate your relationship with God, um, you know, the Bible says that the body is a temple um, we should care for it. Mm-hmm. If you take a look at what the disciples ate and that they walked everywhere, it's clear that they didn't overindulge. So I think that if we are reflective and if we want to honor God with our bodies, then we would try and take care of it to the best that we can. Well, and it's and it's like research says that, you know, the, even the, the mental... Um, motivation of a diet versus a lifestyle change. You know, that if you do a diet for 30 days just to see if you could do it or to just lose weight for the reunion or for, you know, the wedding, you're going to go back to those same habits. So the idea that we're not we're not doing it just for this one uh, period in life or this one little, this one, uh, event that we're saying, this is a lifestyle change, you know, cause, and I know, uh, in, in episodes coming up, Doug will be talking about the smart goals, which we came across when we're looking at, um, you know, setting goals and that kind of stuff, um, that, people fall off the wagon, so to speak, because like you said, the motivation is gone as opposed to looking at it the way that you talked about, which is, hey, my body is a temple and God wants me to take care of it. And so I'm going to do that. I'm going to um, equip myself with the knowledge of understanding how diet works, how exercise works. I'm going to get with people who are further down the path than me who can help me start taking this, this journey and this walk with health and with fitness so that when the initial, you know, motivation wears off, you've, you've started to kind of develop habits as opposed to, you know, this major event where there's fireworks in the sky and everybody's excited because you signed up. And, but then, you know, three weeks later when everybody has gone back to their old habits and you're still trying to make it work, um, I think that's important for people to to internalize it that way. And I think, Josh, too, even if if you feel like God's leading you to take better care of yourself, then to keep that communication with Him, to ask His help, you know, to put people in our paths, to, to help educate. Because, you know, one of the things that I think 
um, helps people is, is to be humble enough to ask for help, you know, to ask people for help, to ask people who are further down, hey, how do I, uh, how do I make this thing stick? How do I make this part of who I am? As opposed to what's the quickest way to lose 10 pounds? Right. And, you know, that can be spread across all kinds of things. Same thing with finances, same things with our spiritual walk. I mean, it's everything. Right. So actually, I do think you answered the question. Oh, I was going to say back to something I said in the, that you had asked me in the beginning about what are some of the pitfalls, I think. Um, and I said taking too big of a, a goal, making too big of a goal. Another reason why I think people fail is that they don't have accountability partners, mm-hmm. somebody who will help them when, they're, when they don't feel like going to the gym. It's cold. It's dark. I don't want to go. Right. And you've already committed to your friend that you're going to meet them there to walk or go swim or whatever. You've yeah. got to find someone who is willing to hold you accountable because yes. they care for you. Yes. So, I mean, and, y- you know, obviously you don't want somebody who's going to be militant in your face, but I'm sure there's people in your lives that, you know, that you can find that will help be an, an encourager to you with food and with exercise. You know, how did you eat today? You know, there was a period of time where I wrote down everything that I ate and I traded with a friend because we were trying to be more diligent with our fruits and vegetables because wasn't getting enough fruits and vegetables. So anyway, so you just have to find what works for you. But I think... Um, accountability partners are huge for maintaining success or achieving success, rather. Well, Nina, thanks for giving us some great information about how to help folks be successful as they start the new year trying to make a revolution instead of a resolution. But we'd like for you to come back to also talk to us about the nutritional side of things. Sure. I think there's a lot to... um, to gain from that as well too so um everybody thanks for listening and tune in to the next time where we will have nina mitchell with us once more to talk about how to have a revolution in your eating sounds good all right thanks for being here thanks again for listening to the care ministries podcast from brookwood church if you'd like more information about today's topic or you need support you can call us at 864-688-8355 You can also learn more about Care Ministries by visiting www.brookwoodchurch.org slash care. And make sure to check out all of our upcoming events and support groups on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash brookwoodcare. We'd love to be an encouragement to you as we walk together in a healing relationship with Christ. Until next time, God bless.